0: directly and actually in person from Anaheim, it's blindbargains.com coverage of CSUN 2022. Brought to you by AFB Access World. For the latest news and accessibility information on mainstream and access technology, Apple, Google, Microsoft, and Amazon offerings, access technology book reviews and mobile apps, and how they can enhance entertainment, education, and employment, log on to Access World, The American Foundation for the Blind's free monthly online technology magazine. www.afb.org slash aw. Now, here's J.J. Meadow.
1: Blind Bargain's virtual exhibit hall coverage, CSUN 2022 and beyond. And across the pond, hey, I rhymed myself. I will have uh, an award for me later. just kidding. Uh, Ed Rogers, managing director. And Charlie Harding. Marketing Distribution Manager for Bristol Braille Technology. The Canute is alive and we have updates to share. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you very much. It must have been a couple of years. Yes, absolutely. And is this your first time, I think, Charlie, on this?
2: It is my first time, so thanks for having me.
1: Sounds great. And we'll get back to you in just a second, Charlie. Welcome. I want to talk to Ed first, though, because we've been... Talking about the Canute for a few years, and you got a bit of a head start on some of the other multi-line things that have been out there. Uh, The Canute has actually shipped. We've seen units in hand, but why don't you go ahead and give an update on the current status of the Canute and what's going on?
3: Yeah, we started shipping right at the start of 2020, about the same time as the pandemic, actually. (laughs) What a time. We we shipped, perfect timing, we shipped a batch of machines out, our very first um, commercial machines and then again, at the end of 2021, we shipped another batch out. And what we are focusing on now is on making sure that the customers that have those machines can actually start to do some more interesting things with them. Because we we built these machines and we sold these machines as ebook readers. This is a paperless Braille page, a full Braille library. And of course, as it's got nine lines, you get the kind of context that you don't get on any other Braille display because it's 40 cells by nine lines, that's, that's a third of a braille ready file, a BRF file. So that was our initial focus, but we're now starting to think about varying the uses people put the Canute to. So before we get into, uh, what some of the
1: people are using the Canute for, let's just, let's talk about that. The Canute, like you said, has gone through a couple of different, uh, runs now. But I know there's been, uh, certainly the part shortage has been affecting a lot of different industries and such. Uh, how are things looking as far as uh, the canoe users and as far as um, people that want
3: to think about getting into the canoe? Well, we've been very heavily affected, like many manufacturing businesses and like a lot in this industry. At this moment, the machines that are out there are the machines that are available. So there's very limited stocks, people wanting to buy them, but there is hope that the situation can resolve itself soon. These things are being worked through and we're working through them. But meanwhile, we do have machines out there in the field being used. And um, yeah, we, we hope to go back into production very soon. Like I said, we finished our last run just at the, at the start of 2022. Yeah, I can realize that too. It's a product that is
1: specialized and takes a certain set of parts. So I think there's an expectation that
3: it's not a type of product that you're gonna order today and you're gonna have one of these things uh, delivered tomorrow, right? No. One of the things which is making Braille displays, especially multi-line Braille displays, such a, a challenge is that the Canute has, a, of course, I've been 40 cells by nine lines, and each of those cells is a six-dot because it's a six-dot system. That is 2160. Please write in, if I've got that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the, to, that's a lot of moving parts. Now, we went for a, an approach which has enabled us to sell the Canute at approximately the same price as a 40-cell a braille display, um, which is to use a very mechanical system where we actually have, although we have something like 2,000 pins, we only have about 1,000 moving parts. I say only, but of course, <laughs> that makes for a very complicated machine to build. As it is, though, we, we're quite proud, to be honest, if you'll forgive us, we're quite proud for, for manufacturing it here in Bristol, in the UK, um, we buy the parts in. we had a great team building these machines and they're all, you know, hand built effectively by us and then sent out to the customers. I think there's a lot of potential going forward, but let's talk about uh,
1: first what people are using the Canute for now. And Charlie, you've, you're a little bit newer to Bristow, and I think you've talked to a lot of customers about what they are using the Canute for. So why don't you get in, give me a couple of examples of what you've been hearing from users
2: Oh, absolutely. It's been really nice, like getting to know people that are are using their canutes. And like Ed was saying, that we originally started making them as an e-reader, but then obviously we found out that there's a lot more that can be done with them. So, I mean, for example, we've sold one to a girl who's headed off to university. She's doing an English literature degree. So not only can she use it to read for fun, she's using it to um, help her with her studies saves them a lot of paper <laughs> as yeah. well, less uh, less to carry about in a bag. Um, we've sp- spoken to an undergrad uh, student who was doing simultaneous music and physics degrees. Wow. And what he really found helpful with the canoe was being able to read multiple lines of content when it came to reading music. So he was able to do the notes and see the lyrics, essentially. And so instead of having to keep him cross- cross-referencing, he was able to, to do that in one place. And he'd said that he'd wished he'd actually had access to it when he was doing his physics uh, degrees, because he probably would have carried on with that line of, of career, uh, sorry, line of education. Now, it would have made his um, physics and math sets a lot easier to understand and to have done that work. And again, he mentioned that like not having to use as much paper was was really really good. And then finally, as uh, someone that, that works with us now, um, one of our interns who's been absolutely invaluable. Um, and she's uh, said how great it's been for for using for maths again with things like complex equations. Um, and she said that the you know it's actually improved her calculation speed and her accuracy because she's able to read the maths and and use that data in just a much more effective way. So yeah, in all like we love people buying the canutes and and the sort of reading for pleasure and, and and catching up with all those books and things that before they've had to wait for for them to be delivered and all, all this paper and these, you know, five foot tall series of books and, and actually seeing people really engaging with the technology and using it to help them with their education and their careers has been really, really lovely. And we're really happy to keep sort of pushing on and, and improving that functionality for people.
1: Yeah, the cost of paper alone, you're looking at $40, $50 for a thousand sheets. And I'm sure that's what's going to keep going up. You know, so I oh, can certainly. Sort of I mean, up. in
2: this economy. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's
1: just going to keep adding up. And, you know, when I mean, you don't have to buy paper and you can have essentially a device that works as a, a refreshable embosser, is what I've described to some people that can just keep pumping out braille over and over. It really can be beneficial.
2: Absolutely. And it's just one of those, I mean, even if you don't care about the environment and I, you know, waggle my finger at anybody that doesn't, but it's, you know, it's just a space saving thing. You know, I mean, we, those books are pretty bulky and just being able to set a canoe on your desk and and sort of plug in and go almost is, it's invaluable really. It, yeah, it's it's really freeing people up to get on with things that they want to do um, rather than sitting around waiting for deliveries, paying for paper, you know, it's really beneficial.
1: Great. So we've talked for a long time about the other potential uses of the Canute and, uh, and full disclosure, right? You guys, we've sold the Canute as well. And one of the big things that keeps coming up is either how do you load in other types of books besides uh, BRF and text files, or will it have quote unquote screen reader
3: support? Ed, you've been doing a little bit of work in these areas. Yeah, we've been doing a bit of work in those areas. It's been... One of those relationships which has really grown during the pandemic, initially thanks to uh, the Google Chrome OS team, but later on we've had our we've been working directly with the BRLTTY team. Now, uh, for those who don't know, this is a a screen reader um, led by Dave Milker, and this is a screen reader that's used for a lot a lot for very technical uses. It's uh it's a console screen reader yep. rather than a graphical user interface screen reader. And we've seen some real improvements on it. And as a result, you can plug your Canute now into a computer, into a Windows computer or a Linux computer, and you can then bring up a console and you can use text mode programs. You can do your own programming. You can, for those who who use the command line, this is a really powerful tool. And what we're really talking about here is for people who want to take make advanced uses of the Canute, who are people who are very tech savvy, and this is. Still quite early days for multi line braille being used in this in this way, so we are certainly looking for people to start dipping their toes in the water. People who are maybe uh, who do something related to computer science for their work. It could be as simple as if you 've got a program that that outputs logs and you just want to be able to see that directly on your you know uh, in a in a um a columnar format you want to be able to see the the actual columns of the log. you can plug a canute in run this program in the background and have your, can you output those things? Like I said, these are very technical things, but some of these areas are areas where braille readers can really excel, especially when given the same kind of context that you get with multiple lines, where you can compare, like Charlie was saying with the music, you can compare the result on one paragraph with the result on another paragraph. I wanna ask a really tech, sorry, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. You were saying about users using different files on their Canute. Now, yes. the Canute accepts Braille-ready format as its input, like many Braille displays, like many standalone Braille displays. That's its default format. What we're working on now, and this will be for all existing customers, is this does not require using a screen reader. Just a small upgrade that people can go on someone's SD card where they could put uh, some of the more common formats like TXT, on it and it would convert that to a BRF that you can then read on the device without having to do the conversion on your computer this has not yet been released but it will be released and that will be for all existing customers so once we do that we can start to play around a little bit because you can people can come in and say well i put my my docx format on it And it was great, but uh, could you maybe change it so that there's some space between the header and the paragraph underneath it? And we can go, sure, let's change the format. So it really fits with that. And you can't do that unless you've got multiple lines. And for me, what's important as well is that you can't easily achieve the true sort of representation of white space, unless you have 40 cells by multiple lines, because when you get shorter than that, you can't represent most BRFs. And it becomes very difficult to do tables or tabular format and to do indentation so for example if you're trying to represent um, functions in code then you need to be able to indent things quite far and that's where things like having 40 cells with nine lines can mean you can see one function and then you can see the next function underneath it this is all stuff that's in that requires the this is future development but what like i said at the moment what people can do is they can have a go at using the BRL TTY screen reader. If they're very technically savvy, otherwise, if they're just someone that wants to be able to read their documents on the Canute, they can get in contact with us and we can let them know when that's ready. I'm going to ask one really technical question, but I'll try to phrase it in a form that I won't lose 99%
1: of our, our listeners. Uh, so when you're connected to the screen reader, which is a console, so command line, um, where you type commands and it will output something is it set up in a way that everything that is output would come to the canute or is it set up that it will only output to canute if you implicitly tell it to as in like the redirecting uh output to a
3: printer or a, a text file well uh- also attempting not to lose 99% of your listeners, <laughs> there are two answers to that. The simple answer is when you're using BRLTTY as your main screen reader, everything which is on the console, on the command line will be output to the Knute. So if you use command line programs and that outputs to the console, that will then output to the Knute once you've set it up correctly. There is something called BRL API, which means that you can choose what to output to the Canute. So a program, if a program has been built, especially for it to support Canute, it can do that in a choosy sort of way, which brings us on to using Duxbury with the Canute, which is something that they've been developing. And it's very exciting, the idea that you can plug a Canute in on a Windows machine, have your Duxbury DBT latest version running, and the Braille output on DBT Will be simultaneously output to the Canute, and that's another way to solve the uh, the file format challenge as well, because it
1: eliminates the next yeah, step. Yeah, and of
3: course, Duckscript DBT has some of the most advanced ways of representing tables, for example, and has a the sort of support for conversion that some in some ways you can only get through that program. These types of features, I mean, I think it's
1: really important to show what's possible with Canute as you look towards creating more units as you look towards you know going back into production i do feel like it's important to show some of these things that have been kind of talked about as possibilities to show them as reality
3: as you try to go in and make more of these right right that's very much what we're we're looking at doing over the rest of this year and early next year charlie
1: yeah you wanted to talk to a little bit about the the future of uh Bristol and the Canute and uh, kind of transitioning us to where that leaves us next. So as more of these software features come in, as more interest develops, obviously there's going to be a desire to create more units. So what's the the near future uh, look like for the Canute? And whoever wants to answer this, I guess the other related question is how does the Canute fit in now with all these other uh, multi-line products and graphics products being announced?
2: I think well I mean I'll take the first question. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ken. Uh we've got um some really exciting plans actually in the mix. Um but we just we really want to get the Canute out to to more users, essentially. That's that's the, the, the goal. And we really want to sort of like what well, I was saying before, like really expand what people um are using the Canute for and you know, as part of that, really think further about what Braille can be used for. I think it's sort of, uh, people assume well, braille, reading. Again, yes. Absolutely. But, you know, as as we've been discussing, like there's so much more that can be done with it. So what we're hoping to do is to organise some fundraisers and, and get the Canutes um, into some blind specialist schools and have them sort of set up to, again, specialise in certain subjects. We want to give kids sort of access to Braille, but not just traditional reading. You know, that's really, really important. We You know, we want kids to read brilliant, but, you know, it's just really kind of giving them access to something even more exciting and then you know with, with hopefully that becoming a success we'd like to expand that again um, and and send it out to adult braille users and what we'd like actually is for anybody interested in our sort of funding endeavors wanting to get involved wanting just some more information is to sign up on our, our mailing list on on the website um, it's a super easy box just to fill in. Um, we will be, uh, releasing this information in its entirety, hopefully over the next co- kind of couple of weeks once we've got all our ducks in a row. And then hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> right. And then on the 30th of April in Bristol in the UK, obviously, um, we're going to be doing a demo of some of the work that we've been doing with our group, the Braylists. Um, so we're really looking forward to getting some, um, hands-on feedback on, on what we're up to um we've had a little bit of um showing show and tell as it were in the last couple of weeks and and everyone's been really really positive which has been lovely and then fingers crossed uh we should be making it out to the nfb convention this year in in some way shape or form so that's sort of a, a little laundry list of, of everything that we're hoping to get sorted in the next six months i'd say
1: awesome uh maybe i guess i'll let uh I'd take the other part uh, of that uh, before we go. Uh, A lot of things going on. Uh, A a lot happened at CSUN with uh, tablets getting announced. And another thing that's related that I think applies to Knut is the new
3: development of the EBRF uh, format. So how does uh, Knut play into all of that? Well, the EBRF format itself is an interesting development. If it comes off the ground, this would be the... The, I am not to say necessarily the second attempt at this but this is certainly tried with the portable embosser format and I hope that we get further with this because I think it's very important that there is a Braille format uh, for formatted Braille which can hold some metadata so EBRF or XML e, uh, XMLBRF would be in advance for, for spreading Braille around and, and um, I look forward to getting involved in, in how that develops on the CSAN you you were able to attend there, JJ. I I wasn't actually able to attend this year, but um, I gathered there were there were some interesting new tablets being announced or being demoed or promised to be demoed. Yeah, oh yeah, we did definitely did uh, see a lot
1: of that in various stages of development. Nothing that is being sold today, but certainly uh, stuff that uh, is
3: being talked about, especially from uh, Dot and APH. Yeah, and what's what I find interesting is the focus appears to be very strongly on graphics, which is interesting, and I I suspect in the long run complementary to what we're doing. Of course, the Canute has been on the market now for two years, and our focus is very much on multi-line braille, and. We do experiments with graphics on the on the using contractions, two letter contractions, to represent a, a grid of, of for example buildings, so you can sort of move around a map like that. These are experiments that we've tried and we've, but these are very much focused on Braille itself. So some of these new tablets have seemed very focused on vector graphics and on bitmap graphics, and um, it'll be very interesting to see where they go with that. Uh, like I said, our own focus is going to be kept strictly on a format of braille which fits with high quality formatted braille that you would otherwise send to an embosser like you said yourself it's like a refreshable embosser so that means 40 cells wide as opposed to 20 cells or 32 cells wide that's very much an important fact for us and 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 i think where we would end up seeing this shaking out in a few years if some of these tablets come to market and if they are at a comparable price Is a a split between tablets which are focusing on being able to output graphics, and the Canute which is talking more about tabular content. So that's tables and text, which has where where the focus is really on the context around each character and each cell. Sounds fair. We uh, look forward to seeing you
1: perhaps in New Orleans, if that happens. Or, of course, anyone who's in the UK can meet up at the end of April. Uh, Charlie, you want to give out the uh, contact information if people want to sign up, get involved, help with fundraising, maybe express interest in buying one of these things in the future. What's the best way to do that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, They can email me direct. I love to get emails. Um, It's charlie, C-H-A-R-L-I-E dot Harding. H-A-R-D-I-N-G at bristolbraille.org That'll come straight through to me um, and yeah, I'll be happy to pop you on a mailing list, give you an update, have a chat, anything like that. No problem at all.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you, Ed, so much for coming on the podcast. We always appreciate it. Thank you, JJ. Have a good rest of your week
0: exclusive audio coverage. Visit blindbargains.com or download the Blind Bargains app for your iOS or Android device. Blind Bargains Audio Coverage is presented by the AT Guys online at atguys.com. This has been another Blind Bargains audio podcast. Visit blindbargains.com for the latest deals, news, and exclusive content. This podcast may not be retransmitted, sold, or reproduced without the express written permission of AT Guys.
3: Copyright 2022